0: Episode 17 of the Ben Delks podcast. We are rolling along here through these podcasts. If you haven't been catching up, we've had a few episodes in the last several days, so make sure to go back and check and see who we talked to. We had Sam Boone last time before that, AJ Atherton. We're now continuing our trend of pitchers uh, today. We're going to be talking with Mikey Hooper, a right hander for the Elks, just like Sam Boone was for yesterday's podcast. Hooper comes from Hawaii, and he will be going to Campbellsville for his senior year this next season. He started off at Eastern Arizona College. For his first two years, then went to Campbellsville, an NAIA school in Kentucky. Uh, He played for the Port Angeles Lefties last year, playing for the Elks this year, so he's been around the West Coast League a little bit, north and south, all over the place. This year, he's been one of the Elks' main starters. He's thrown to a 5.45 ERA, 33 innings and 28 strikeouts. He is also the only player on the Elks this season who has won a Pitcher of the Week or Player of the Week honors, as he did so against Wenatchee Apple Sox. And Mikey, you're going to get Time number two against the Apple Sox here coming up. How are you feeling about that?
1: I feel good. I mean, I felt comfortable the last outing against them. So we see, we try and go the same, try and do the same game plan again, and hopefully it works out. I mean, got a little better from that last outing, so we see, learned a lot from some past bad outings. So we see how it goes the next one. I feel excited. Today is our first day. Kind of watch the batters and see how what is their tendencies and learn from them and then take it to my outing. See how that goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point that you say. You talk about or you you look at the other hitters and see what they do. Is that something you really pay a lot of attention to when you're watching a team and you know you're starting that series?
1: Yeah, I try to. Sometimes, if I usually watch the batters, watch them and see how they, what are their tendencies and I go on the mound. It's just a matter of fact if I hit my spots and I do what I, my game plan is. And sometimes I don't, and usually it results in a bad outing. But if if everything
0: flows good, then I mean, hopefully I give my team the best chance to win the game (laughs) that's got to be a lot tougher coming in here for summer ball because back at school i'm sure your coaches know a lot more about the other teams and the other players on those teams and here you know basically nothing no and then that's hard
1: too because i kind of call my own game here so it's like more thinking but i like it sometimes because it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable on pitches i'm gonna throw sometimes when my coach calls pitches sometimes i don't like it sometimes it does work it's just with me i'm on the mound it's I like it because I get to call my own pitches, but sometimes it's hard because, man, I don't know, you know, like with the coaches, it's they kinda do the whole scouting part they go and do all that, and they make their pitches based on what they scouted on the other batter, and for me, I just what I see in the gate, maybe I first day I start I don't I didn't really get to see how the batters was mm-hmm. or so I just gonna have to just go out there and kinda just work sequences and hopefully it works. But yeah. how
0: many different pitches do you have in your repertoire and what do you like to use them for? Which one do you use primarily to throw strikes? I guess most guys use their fastball, but you yeah. see the occasional guy use their breaking pitch yeah. to establish.
1: So when I first came out here I was just working on curveball and then I got I felt I started learning on slider and now I'm way better I feel more control and a slider has more I feel like it's more of a strikeout pitch for me now, and I usually I usually throw a fastball, two se- fa- four seam, two seam fastball, change-up, slider, curveball, and I'm kind of working this split finger right now. It's in the process, but yeah, I mean, all those pitches that I that I have, I can I can most times I can throw them for a strike.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna backtrack here a little bit, Mikey, and talk about how you grew up in Hawaii. Okay, is baseball a big thing in Hawaii, or are there other sports that kind of take precedent over baseball?
1: Actually, baseball is a really big, really big sport in Hawaii. Um, I would think most of most of the kids or most of the people from Hawaii go to pros playing baseball. That's like the most uh, wide, wide, like the sport mostly all kids gonna play. And like the school, the high school I came from, actually, you know Kurt Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Kurt Suzuki actually played at my the high catcher school. Catcher who plays yeah. for the Twins now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he always comes in. Don't, donates and like always helps the, the future the kids and whatever they need and Shane Victorino Shane Victorino same town just just a little smaller high school he went to Shane Victorino is another guy we just got a kid from our high school he got drafted in 19 round. so yeah there's there's a lot of baseball is really big in 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 our island and my high school we won last three years we won state twice so I mean I come from a big background of baseball in Hawaii if I not if sure. I'm not hunting fishing diving or living off the land I'm baseball Baseball is my thing. And yeah. was it
0: I'm sure it was nice for you growing up in a in a warm climate where you can play baseball year round, oh, yeah. right? Were you playing in the winter in December and January? Exactly.
1: Too? Yeah, I it's a year round thing. I play summer ball, I play fall ball, I play winter ball winter, I play during the spring. Yeah, it's baseball is a year round
0: thing for us, yeah. So talking about guys like Kurt Suzuki and Shane Victorino, have you met either of those guys? I
1: met both of them. I met both of them. They would always run camps and Kurt Suzuki would always so he donated this I think it was like $200,000 bat- batting cage for us For our wow. high school Yeah so he does that So he always come back And like Helps us out You know like gives tips To some people To catchers and Helps our coaches and all that. So they, they do a lot for us. They do a lot for us, actually.
0: That's really cool to hear. I hear about, you know, usually that's the kind of thing you hear in a small community where guys come back and, and kind of try to help their small communities grow. I know I was talking to Cohen Wynn. A lot of the Australian big leaders come back there, and they run camps, or they'll <laughs> start academies, stuff like that. So it's cool to see that the Hawaii's got kind of a similar thing going on. Which island are you from? I'm actually
1: from Molokai. So I was born and raised on Molokai. This little small island right next to Maui, and then I moved to Maui right before high school, and I went to high school, and now me and my family live on Maui. This is I, I come from an island that is, like, 7,000 people. Oh, wow. It's called Molokai, and I was born and raised there, so, like, um, the opportunity isn't really big there, so I had to move to a bigger island on Maui so so I could, like, take my game to a bigger place. Uh, I wanted to—it like— if I wanted to like be comfortable and live a good life with good money, so I had to I had to move away and and open up my opportunities. And that's the reason why we moved. My parents got better jobs on Maui. I got I went to a better school, obviously, same school as Kurt Suzuki, one of the few guys that went to the bigs. And I don't know. I just I like I miss the Molokai life is just pretty much living off the land. Everybody loves to hunt, fish, dive. Um, go on. There's no malls. There's no franchise on M- Molokai like. Anything, everything is all local.
0: Wow! Yeah. So everything is family-owned yeah. and, and run. Did you know most of the people on that island at that point when you were, I guess you, got um, to high family? school? Yeah. Almost. Um,
1: yeah. I pretty much my whole family is born and raised over there. Wow. So everybody, so I live on Maui, but I would always go back to mm-hmm. Molokai and just hang out with family. You know, go do my thing, do my hobbies and all that. But yeah, I mean, I was playing baseball at Molokai, but came to a point where you couldn't take them above and beyond. You know, like I don't think. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how it would have been, but I don't think I would be here if I never moved to Maui because it's just my baseball game and my my mindset on baseball and just skyrocketed after I went to Maui.
0: Was it kind of hard for scouts to come out and look at you, or did you find that guys were still coming out to, to, to take an eye on guys in that area? Um, believe it or not, there's a lot of scouts that come to
1: Hawaii. There's a lot of scouts that I mean, all kinds of different colleges, there's big leads, you know, like, like I was just saying earlier how this one kid got drafted. So my four years, I've been at I went to Baldwin High School. That's my high school I went to. The four years I've been there, I think there was like four of them that got drafted. Four guys that got drafted in my wow. four years, yeah. And I don't know, like, yeah, there's a lot of scouts. And for me, the reason why I got to Eastern Arizona, so I made this uh, I made this Team Hawaii team when I was in senior, and I went to this Desert Fall Classic in Arizona, and there's like so many scouts, hundreds and hundreds of scouts just there, all kinds of D1, D2, NAIA, D3, Big um, pro scouts and all that. And I ended up playing there. I was actually a shortstop pitcher. So I went there, and I did all right, and Eastern Arizona saw me there. And there's a lot of other schools that was there, but I thought Eastern Arizona was probably the best choice for me. At I was time. actually
0: going to ask you about that. How tough was it for you? You grew up on that island and or in Maui your entire life, and leaving the state of Hawaii, was it hard for you to go stateside?
1: Honestly, it wasn't because I wanted to get out of Hawaii.
0: I wanted to get out. Yeah,
1: I wanted to go and go college in the, in the, in the states so because I was – I know exactly what it's about in Hawaii, you know. And I was recruited from the three, the three um, colleges in Hawaii. So there was UH Hilo, HPU, and UH Manoa, two D D2s and D ones. And I, I could have got on good, I could have got good money there, but I was like, uh, man, you know, like I live Hawaii my whole life. I'm trying to go play baseball up here, and I think that was probably the best choice for me. I love it. I mean, I had a good two years at Eastern Arizona, went to Campbellsville, Kentucky, where it's way more far, oh, yeah. and I don't mind it either. It's just, if if you just go in, mind, I feel like I went in there with a positive mindset. Just go out there and just, like, make the best. I'm here to play baseball and go school. Other stuff can be on bonus, and, and that's why I think I just had a good time out there.
0: Uh, obviously, you know by now that Sean Coffey is going to play with the Sharks yeah. at Hawaii Pacific. <laughs> Have you talked to him at all about oh that? Oh, yeah, I
1: talked to him a lot. He always asked me a lot of questions about it, and I told him, when you go out there, you just try and make the best of it. You're in Hawaii. Don't don't go out there hoping and wishing and doing anything like that. You're in Hawaii. You will have you will make you will have fun, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Like there's a lot of cool people. I mean, of course you can get one of those jacks here and there, but nah, right. it's, it's not too bad. I, HPU is a pretty good baseball team and. I think you'll like it out there. Absolutely.
0: Uh, at Eastern Arizona, when you went there, or when you were first going there, was your mindset that you were trying to get to a, a four-year school at the end of it to play baseball, where you're trying to kind of raise your profile to get up there?
1: Yeah. So after Eastern Arizona, I was actually supposed to go to the school called New Mexico State University, mm-hmm. and after that came during the summer, my pitching coach left. My pitching coach left, and I kind of was put in a situation like, damn, like my pitching coach is the guy that recruited me. Uh, I don't, and he's gone, so what I'm going to do? My pitching coach called me, told me all the things, and he was like, You know, same scholarship is there, but I'm just not going to be there. And was I wasn't comfortable with that. I wasn't comfortable with that. And there's this coach last, um, some, um, this guy named Scott Anderson. He was yep. my pitching coach at PA. So I guess he coached at Ben for a few years. He was a pitching he coach did. and head coach
0: here. He was a pitching coach here. Yeah. That's right.
1: Came a real good Real good friend of mine, he just helped me out and he was like, you know, I can find you in place. I was like, I kind of was in a situation where like, you know, I don't want to put my parents in that situation where they don't they don't have to come up with a lot of money. So he got me to this NAIA school. They paid for a lot of my my, my, my schooling and for me to play baseball, I was like, I mean, can't go wrong. I'm going to go out there and just going to try and make the best of it. And sure enough, we did good. we was one game away from going to the road series. We lost in a championship. I think kind of like a super regional. Yeah, but, and then it came up short, but still, yeah, it's still, baseball is still competitive, it's still fun, I mean, it's so awesome, it's, I like it, I mean, I like my decisions I made just so far.
0: How different is the state of Kentucky from your hometown? Really different, (laughs) (laughs) really different, so much more
1: different, everybody has that country accent, and Uh it's just, kind of like, it's like the South, like, a lot of, like, open land like it's just country area when country it's the area opposite cause yeah you, you have like
0: very little land yeah. out in hawaii and then there's just endless exactly
1: land. <laughs> <laughs> and the the site is different you just i went out there just blind i never went on mm-hmm. no visits and i was just went out there and in the beginning i was like oh i don't know about this place after i got used to it and the boys i just got everybody on our team it just ended up being brothers and i just ended up loving it out there does your family get a chance to come out and see you very often when you play out there I think they came out twice during the season. They came out twice during the season, and they dropped me off to college. And But, yeah, it's kind of hard because it, I, I if I have to fly from Hawaii, I'm tr- pretty much traveling 24 hours. So, like, I travel to – so I fly from Hawaii to LAX or San Francisco. Then I do another – then I wait for the next flight. I, then I go to, um, depending, Chicago, Atlanta, any big airports, and then I go to Louisville. So I have to take, like, three, three planes to get to Kentucky and – uh, it's a long flight but I mean it's I kinda used to traveling. I've been I've been traveling. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> my dad I, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I, my dad he he works um he works for Hawaiian Air, so he kinda helps me so I have like free flights to That's really and, yeah. nice. So it kinda helps me out and knowing that I don't have to pay for anything I don't mind like waiting in the airport. Some um sometimes I have to sleep in the airport and I mean it sucks but I don't I kinda just I don't mind it at the end of the day. It's all good, yeah.
0: It's a great mindset to have. It's a great resource to have as yeah. well. Well, I know, as you said, you played with the lefties last mm-hmm. year in Port Angeles. How did you end up getting there in the first place? So I was um, – so I, I think I think Scott Anderson seen me at
1: uh, the junior college All-Star game. He saw me at the All-Star game, talked to my assistant coach, and he was like, yeah, this is one deal we have. You know, we can play in the West Coast League. I never – honestly, I never even know about all these summer ball leagues and all that, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll try it out. And I went. It was something I was not expecting. I had, I mean, host family. All we do is play baseball. I mean, <laughs> yeah, every like, single yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was, I went to Port Angeles. I was actually doing both. So I, in the beginning, I was hitting and pitching. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I just came to. I just started pitching because when I was going to Camelsville, they wanted me just to pitch. So after that, I was like. Oh, I don't mind. I just started just pitching after that.
0: I think I asked you about that like a couple of weeks ago, saying that I saw that you had some hitting stats in Los <laughs> yeah, Angeles, and yeah. you said they were so short on guys they needed you to play. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that was in the beginning, yeah, and when people was like – some guys was coming back from regional, Some people was, you know, just wait, doing their thing before they come in to stay and play summer ball, yeah. yeah
0: that's, that's crazy. So I'm guessing that Scott led you here to bend because he was going to come back here this summer as yeah. well, but some personal issues, so he wasn't able to come out here, but I'm sure he led you here as well then, yeah, correct?
1: Yeah, he did. So I – I w- that's the reason why I was coming out here. So I was like, you know what, if Scott's going to be here, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to lear- learn a lot. And at the same time, Alan Embry, mm-hmm. big league guy, and he was like, oh, man, this this is a perfect spot. And I came to Bend last year, and I liked this area, and I thought it was very nice. So I was like, you know what, I don't mind coming back. I had a good time in the West Coast League last year, so m- might as well come again. So
0: What did you uh, – what have you learned so far from Embry this season in Bend?
1: I, I like the way he – like the way he think about the game. Like how he – so I try and – I try and pick his brain apart, just to like how he how he just reads batters and how how I can go on the mound and at the same time read batters at the moment. And yeah, he's just I just like the way he he just um, like the way he just think about the game. And he 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 has a lot to think about because he's our head coach. So I know he's like he's trying to help us here and there, but he just doesn't have a lot of time with us. So I just try and I ask him questions. He, he's always willing to help us out, and he watches our bullpens. He gives us a little little. Um, fundamental checks on some stuff and uh, all that kind of stuff is just real big for me this summer and I'm I glad I came because you know I learned a lot at the same time I'm l- calling my own pitches so I'm learning batters more and it, it, I mean it's, it's it's a really good <laughs> I loved it <laughs> absolutely yeah. what do you think of the city of Bend itself beautiful beautiful was not expecting what I experienced honestly <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting I, I know it's a nice place but I never I don't know is everything is like Nice people. Everywhere I go, nice people. Nice people. Beautiful landscape, you know, like the river. I always go and float the river. <laughs> we go and we went on a waterfall and yeah, and my host family is so awesome. I love them. They just they take care of me. Anything I need, like anything I want, and just help me out with everything and that's what makes it way better, too, is your host family. And the host family I have is I got blessed with a good one. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic. Well, you've had some great outings out here on the mound yeah. as well. You had that uh, great performance against Wenatchee, seven uh, shutout innings. You had five strikeouts. You won pitcher of the week for that yeah. performance. What were you doing well in that game against Wenatchee?
1: Spotting up. So I was hitting I, my pitches. I could – every single pitch I could throw them f- where I wanted to pit, throw. And I really, it was just a really comfortable day for me. I mean, I felt good. Went out there and just – when I attacked the game plan, you know, put my spot up the fastball and then hit him with the off-speed after, and that's pretty much all it took to have a good game that day. And the defense was backing me up all day, and it was making some nice plays for me, and that's what made it a real good day. I mean, I did my job, and the fielders did their job, hitters hit, and that's
0: what made it a successful day. Successful day. How many or how much have you learned from the catchers that you've worked with here, and, and what have they kind of taught you about your game? Um... Where
1: I, where's, what is my tendency to, where I really, where I miss. So, like, with my fastball, what I usually miss. So, I was like, okay, like, I'm missing up. Okay, I'm missing up down the middle. Okay, if I'm going to miss up, I'm going to miss away. I'm going to miss a little bit in. And they would all, they would all help me. Chris, um, Arbok, them, they're they're two, good ca- they're two good catchers. He, Chris, catched for um, Central Arizona, really good juco out in the Arizona conference. And Arbok, obviously, he's what, he's, he was drafted, in the 40th round, and um, going to Alabama. I mean, two good catchers, and I just asked them, too, like, oh, what do you think about my breaking ball? What do you guys think? And, you know, you gotta ha- maybe you should come over a top-over. You, you should pound it more so you can have a better break on them, you know. Like, all those little things, I just kind of take it, and and then on the side when me, when I'm not pitching, I just try and practice with playing touch and feel with those pitches and stuff.
0: And As we come toward the end of the season, how much of your coaches at Campbellsville kept in contact with you? Oh, they the all,
1: um, my pitching coach keeps in touch with me almost every week. He just kind of like, oh, congratulations on um, good outing. You know, like how's everything? You liking it out there? He always checking up with me. Awesome, awesome guy.
0: Awesome guy. In terms of your future, what are you hoping for in baseball? Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you're probably hoping to go pro, just like mm-hmm. everyone else is. Exactly.
1: That's always the dream to <laughs> go and go pro. But this year, I really wanna, I wanna have a better year than I had last year. And I went out there, I started off hot, and then kind of went downhill, went into a situation, and towards the end of the season, I started to pick it back up. But this year, I want to be more consistent. I want to give my team the best chance, you know, like, we was one game away from the road Series. Uh, I know if I was to just be a little bit better, uh, we could have maybe win, maybe we could have been at the road Series, you know, like, I got to try to do my part so I can give my team the best chance, and at the same time, do, have a really good year, and maybe get looks at some scouts, and maybe go and play pro ball, I mean, that's always a dream, ever since we was a kid, every guy out here on the field all wants to do that stuff, and I just hope I what I learned this summer and what I learned through the past season and take it on to my senior year. My senior year, I got, this is my last year, so I'm going to go, try and go with a bang, you know?
0: Absolutely. Well, in terms of life after baseball for you, what does it look like in your head? What have you been learning in the classroom that you kind of want to pursue? Um, I'm going, I'm going into biology. So wow. yeah,
1: so I, I was always born and raised on, on the land. So I love to hunt, fish and dive. And as growing up, I learned why we hunt fish and dive, and like hunting, it comes to a point where we we kind of like. So most of the animals out there is is um, is not natives, and they 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 always tearing up our land, you know, tearing up our land, taking away a lot of our native, uh, plants and like, native plants, and then it's just with that, then it goes down to our reef. It's a whole long process, and. I just want to go back and get, in all, get into all that kind of stuff and kind of like do, go, get into conservation and all that. So like wildlife, bi- wildlife biologists or like a marine biologist, that's kind of like the, t- the, the direction I'm heading into right now. It's just like something I love doing ever since I was a kid and kind of putting them into
0: a paper, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's my degree. And that's, that's really cool to hear, Mikey. It was, it was great talking to you here on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to episode 17 of the Bendelks podcast. We'll see you next time.